0: This is the Rapaport Diamond Podcast, and now your host, Avi Kravitz. This podcast is brought to you by De Beers Group Ignite, pioneering a new diamond world through groundbreaking innovation, science, and technology. Inspired by the world's unrelenting change, De Beers Ignite is driven to develop creative solutions for the diamond industry, not only for existing challenges, but also for those it may never have faced before, helping you to achieve growth with efficient and accurate technologies throughout the diamond pipeline. Hello everyone and welcome to the Rapport Diamond Podcast and happy holidays to everyone. We thought we'd sneak in a final episode of the podcast before the new year. So thank you for joining us and I hope you're having a relaxing and enjoyable time while listening in. And we have a very special guest with us today. David Kelly is the CEO of the Natural Diamond Council. And responsible for really creating a, a buzz about natural diamonds um, at the risk of sort of giving a uh, a bit of a generic description to your role, David. But so uh, welcome and, and thanks so much for for joining us on uh, at this time of the year, especially. It's great to have you.
1: It's a pleasure, Avio. It's always great to speak with you.
0: Um, likewise, and um, it is a holiday season. We're going to be airing this um, this episode between Christmas and New Year, um, which is an odd time, I guess to. Produce content but it's it's kind of the s- silly season for us we've got to produce content either way but um I think it is an apt time to have you on the on the podcast because a lot of people um for many years have been looking at the holiday season as this focal point for um getting the message out about diamonds and getting the marketing message out about diamonds and um, I know that the, the Natural Diamond Council has taken on a bit of a different um, strategy in being more continuous and year-round in its, um, in its campaigns. How do you respond to that sort of um, feeling within the industry that the, the holiday season is such a crucial time for marketing
1: um, diamonds and jewelry? Yeah, I mean, it, it is still a crucial time. Uh, I mean, there are are, are a few critical times of the year, but there's no doubt that December is the biggest month of the year and by some distance in the the jewellery industry. So it is a critical time. I think when I speak to kind of being year-round in terms of marketing and advertising is people don't make decisions on what they're going to buy all in that month. So for us, building and inspiring consumers with the Diamond Dream is very much about being – ever present with them throughout the year such that when they come to make that decisions about gifting, whether it be around the holiday or, or other occasions through the year, that diamond jewelry is is top of mind and, and and they're inspired by it, having been done so all through the year. The feedback so far
0: has been really positive. Um, you know, the the reports that we're hearing about jewelry sales, um, not just through the holiday season, but through two 2021 in general have been really, um, off the wall, really. We we haven't, we haven't had this positivity. It's almost like we don't know what to do with it. (laughs) But, and long may it continue. But, um, how, how has it been from your viewpoint in terms of consumer engagement, um, about
1: diamonds with the, product and with your campaigns i think i mean from my perspective i've i'm just passed my 2 year anniversary in the role and and therefore and also in the industry um for me it hasn't been a surprise and uh, and when i first came into this industry i looked at it and and you know presented to our board to say this industry is just full of opportunities and and i know our industry historically has been a little bit pessimistic about things but from my perspective this industry is just full of opportunities uh, I said two years ago, I think this industry should be twice the size that it is. If you look at the historical data on the luxury market relative to our industry, we are way under potentialized in where we are in where we are. So I think probably I'm one of the few people that isn't surprised by the strength of the the marketplace this year. Um, I think the U.S. has been leading the market. The The U.S. has been has been full on all year. Um, I think Europe and, and parts of Asia have, have, prog- have progressively got stronger throughout the year and, uh, and are finishing the year in a very strong position. So for me, yes, the year has been incredible. I, th- I think it's probably been one of the strongest growth years in many years. But I see that as being a, a longer term um, potential. And I, I see this just yeah. as being the start of something. If we get this right, this industry should be much bigger than it is. Right. And uh, and so for me, it's about the learnings of, of this year and and looking towards the future as to how we continue this this significant growth.
0: It seems that there's been a uh, almost a, a change in mindset or or attitude among among consumers, and I, I'm not sure if that's a result of COVID. You know, we talk about the the savings that that. The average household is able to make because they're not spending on on experiences, on on travel, et cetera. And so they're shifting to more emotive um, gifting, such as jewelry. So the product is kind of set up for the 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 COVID environment in a way. But do, do you read more in more into it? And there must be more to it than just that. You know, the 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 growth that we're seeing, the the change in um, in attitude. Um, about the within the industry, even seems to be driven by something a little stronger. I think.
1: Yeah, and, and if if we believe it is all external factors and that it's not something that we as an industry are able to influence, then we may as well sit back and see what the hand that fate de- deals with us. And I am a long way away from being in that camp. Uh, I do think there that, that it is in part because of changing habits during the pandemic. But our industry is still way outperformed many other industries that you would expect to have performed strongly with those same external factors so I think it's something more than that. I think there are significant cultural changes happening, uh, particularly with the younger millennial and gen Z audience and those particular things like the influence of American streetwear uh, which in turn leads to casualization it leads to a, a stronger men 's jewelry business it strong leads to stronger um Self-purchasing behavior. So there are significant cultural changes that are happening that, if we connect to, and that we uh, we link with, and we use to inspire us, those are those are major fashion changes and cultural changes that are that are long-term, um, and will help build this industry over and above those external factors that that I agree have been in our favor also.
0: Mm. It's interesting you say that because historically, and, and we've spoken before about this. Historically, um, the the trends within jewelry have been very much influenced by the fashion industry. It sounds like there's been a shift within the fashion industry that's sort of spilled over to to jewelry and influencing that more casual type of um, look and uh, and feel to to the market.
1: Yeah, if you go back uh, 10, 15 years, the fashion industry was led by the European runway shows. The major fashion brands were the big advertisers. In turn, they had a heavy influence on the major publications. So the fashion industry of which the the diamond jewellery industry is a part of was heavily influenced by the major um, European fashion houses and the runway shows. What's happened with uh, digitization with iPhones with social media et etc as it's become much more democratic, so trends and fashion have originated from different places rather than from the major fashion houses uh, and as I said earlier on the big the big one is american streetwear um if If you look at what people are wearing now on their feet and about them American streetwear is the pervasive fashion trend all around the world for me it's really interesting because that uh, one of the challenges of diamond jewellery is, is, is it only considered to be special occasion or is it considered to be your mother's diamonds? Diamond jewellery from what, everything that we read is still highly desirable, but it's also got to be culturally relevant. And I, I don't mean to go off and get too, you know, into marketing theory, but uh, desirability is great, but you also want to be culturally relevant and that's even more important. And so for us uh, making diamond jewellery culturally relevant with these with the relevant trends um is it has a huge impact on this on this market and on this industry Mm -hmm. um we are fortunate that the the pandemic has accelerated everyone's capability in the digital world uh, and that's a part of that as well because we're reading things differently and we're we're connecting with things differently um but yeah it's uh, as you can tell i get fascinated by these by looking at trends, I, I, for me, I I don't like leaving things to fate. Right. So for me, I, I if if things are good or if they're bad, I want to know why. I, I want to know where that's coming from and how we can uh, we can influence it.
0: That enables the um, the the industry to be proactive in its in its messaging and its marketing. And and it sounds like in this um, newer world, we're not waiting for the those fashion runways and you know the American streetway as as you say, is influencing everyday trends it's more accessible and more dynamic and so as a as an industry how does the industry then take a proactive approach to identify the trends and and push the consumer in that direction or is it a matter of just making the trend available to the consumer that the consumers
1: already identified yeah i mean a, a big part of it falls on the natural diamond council uh, because we are communicating with the end consumer and how we communicate is, is, is critically important for this industry. Um, but it also flows through the industry, the kind of products that, that we see, the, um, the innovation in our industry that, that we see uh, and where that's coming from. And you'll see very strongly kind of the, the product and product innovation, things like more chains, more diamond chains, for example, is, is a trend that comes through American streetwear from hip-hop. And, um, and seeing where these trends are, are coming from and being able to identify them, predict them, develop products um, and inspire consumers with advertising and, and digital communication is really how we put ourselves at the center of, of culture and, and relevancy to a younger audience.
0: Mm. So then that brings us to, to the, the issue of, it's really about content and, 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 um, creating content that's, um, in this new digital uh, environment, not so new anymore, <laughs> this digital environment that's been, um, accentuated during, during COVID. Um, you know, how does it, it seems very evident that the Natural Diamond Council has made that shift in getting its message across. And the industry's been very, you know, historically sort of waited for these one-off campaigns, these um, a diamond is forever moment that would work in the past. But, um, but that's not necessarily relevant for, for today's consumer.
1: Yes, I mean, I, I, think, I think the big difference now, Avi, is that, we, um, that the consumer, as we all know, spends all day, every day on their phone. So where you show up, is is critically important. Uh campaigns are still a part of everyday life, whether that be on TV, movie theaters, um, some degree of print. But now most consumers, particularly the young consumer, just isn't digesting advertising in those places. So that's why it's so important that we show up in all of the social media platforms frequently, regularly, with inspiring messages and 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 stories around around diamond jewelry. We are so fortunate in our industry. Uh, my, my background in marketing is outside of the diamond jewelry industry, and, and most people in the marketing industry are struggling to make up content to be able to speak to consumers about. We are blessed. We have got so much wonderful storytelling, whether it be the, um, whether it be the innovation, whether it be celebrities, whether it be uh, inside the diamond world and the wonderful sustainability stories that are, that are happening. We actually have too many stories and, and there aren't many people in many industries in the world of marketing that are blessed, by, uh, blessed to be in that position.
0: Right. Um, just from our, our experience, um, uh, I remember about two years ago we went to a, um, a conference in Israel here on social media and the big challenge for most companies was content creation. And you know our team sort of just looked at each other and said that's like one, that's one challenge that we don't face, <laughs> you know. Um, but of course we're a we're a news and publishing um, and and publishing uh, business. But um, so when the Natural Diamond Council um, approaches its um, strategy, and we we're heading into a new year now, but um, but you're also in the middle of a of a campaign. Um, you know, the, for moments like no other, that was uh, launched in was it September? I think um, in time for the for the holiday season. Um, so how do, how do you approach that? And it seems that it must be all encompassing. That uh, that though you know you have those video clips, you have that presence on on social media. That you're using various formats of the of the campaign
1: on a continual basis. So yes, um, and from our perspective, we've always been an advertiser, even our, even in our previous, uh, carnation as the, um, uh, diamond producer association, we've always been an advertiser. And so with campaigns like the moments, like no other, um, but we had to build a publishing arm, like, like just Rappaport does. We have a, a publishing arm that, um, that produces so much content. Uh, we work with, a lot of writers in the industry we we are very fortunate to have so many wonderful people writing uh, great content in the industry we have uh movie movie companies and and tv companies coming to us for uh to promote shows that are heavy on diamond content so yeah we we have um we are blessed with the amount of content it's it's always inspiring and it's uh and it should be fun apart from anything else we are um, i think sometimes we in the industry forget just how magical other people see our industry mm. you know we are diamonds if we can't get excited about the role of promoting and marketing diamond jewelry then honestly i then i shouldn't be in this job will be will be my way of doing it we are we are so blessed to be in this industry with such a wonderful product mm-hmm. that um, that it does make our life a lot easier for sure.
0: So can you give us a bit of feedback on that for moments like no other, you know, in terms of, of consumer engagement, in terms of how, how do you gauge the success of the campaign and particularly in, in the lead up to, to the holiday season, I, I want to give you a little credit for... Contributing to the to the <laughs> the the rise in demand that we've seen of or the successful sales that that we've seen at retail, but um, give me some
1: facts uh, to back that up. <laughs> well, thank you very much for giving us the credit, Abi. It's uh, it's greatly appreciated. So, yeah, I mean, how do we measure it? I mean, the digital channels, predomin- particularly now, are uh, make it much easier to be able to read engagement levels. So. Again, whereas uh, in decades gone by, if you're in print or you're on TV, that's much more difficult to measure. You know whether people are seeing it, but you don't know whether people like it or not. So th- there are some channels that we advertise through that you can't see, but there are others like Instagram, Facebook, uh, Weibo, WeChat in China, where you can see whether the consumer is engaging with it and what they do after it. So you can see very clear patterns on how successful in terms of engagement you're consumer is and then the other key metric is what we look at pretty uh, almost every week is google searches because things like google searches does the consumer spontaneously go online and search for your product and and whether that is growing and how by how much that's growing is a very critical indicator of the uh, of the success of an industry of a market of a product and we can see that when we're on TV or when we're in when we're we're live with major campaigns, we can see these very strong peaks in in searches for for diamond jewelry, for natural diamonds, for uh, all of those collective terms um, uh, through the search engine. So, again, I don't want to bore your audience with the technicalities of of mark of, of of marketing, but. What we can't see is the is the direct. Does that consumer go into a store sure. and transact? We can't see that. The retailers have the benefit of seeing that, but we do probably look at the same data that you look at in terms of consumption and and uh, and obviously are as excited as everybody else about just how strong this year has been.
0: Mm. And and then you, you're you're also working with uh, with. Retailers or select retailers on um, that can tap into your messaging, tap into your campaigns. Has that been enforced through through this um, sort of fourth quarter period, where you are working with retailers and they giving you some feedback on how how they're. Customers are responding to to those messages.
1: So yes, we have different relationships with retailers uh, in different markets around the world. In in the US, we have an official partner program, uh, and those official partner programs have access to our content, to our social media, to our educational materials, to our moments like no other campaign. Um, And we do that through a a fairly robust process. Um, They also advertise. Um, you know the campaign in their local markets as well so we have an official partner program in january in the u.s we're also going to be reaching out to a much broader distribution of retailers with our uh, thank you by the way campaign which is about the sustainability ethics of this industry Uh, and that's going out to more retailers in the u.s and i think that's going to be a, a very strong program as well In China, we have a a, a very strong partnership with Chow Tai Fook in China, and they're wonderful partners to us. Um, So, each market of the world, we have different relationships depending on the on the retail um, distribution network for for diamond jewelry. You mentioned
0: the "Thank You" by the way campaign. Um, I I was going to introduce it in a in a different way. I think maybe the the two the two biggest sort of um, news. Themes that we've picked up on this year has been a the the, the issue of sustainability and and ESG programs um, in the in the diamond industry, and then over the last two years, um, diversity has also been a, a big theme that people are more aware of, and and certainly in terms of uh, of bringing more diversity to to the industry. So, how do you work those two? teams into your into your messaging and into your your programs through the year i'm starting with uh sustainability and then perhaps you know diversity is a is a um is a separate issue
1: yes in terms of sustainability um undoubtedly as part of the uh, conversation across all industries sustainability uh and what you provide for the world uh has become a major topic and And actually, our industry is way ahead of most other industries. Uh, We have been on this path for at least 20 years. And uh, and we should be very proud of what we've achieved. I I know, again, being in the trade, people get defensive of things. But we should be very proud about exactly what benefit the Diamond Jewellery brings to countries and marketplaces all around the world. So what we're looking to do is to share that story further with consumers with, thank you, by the way, to highlight the benefits to the planet to people to prosperity that this industry brings i don't know of many other industries that can provide so many benefits to single countries like botswana that where education where healthcare where infrastructure is is largely paid for by a single industry it's such a huge responsibility on all of us to those people of those countries where diamonds come from or where they're manufactured to build this marketplace because that brings prosperity to them. And prosperity isn't just about financial prosperity for the individual, but that enables them to protect the planet and do things the right way. So thank you, by the way, is about telling those messages to the consumer. You'll be seeing that a lot more through the next year. We're putting more advertising dollars to that. Um, We'll be telling both international stories and local stories. Um, in each marketplace. So sustainability is is a critical path to it. To your, the second part of your question, which is about diversity, and, and that is that our industry is a very traditional industry, and that's both a strength and a weakness for us. Um, it's strength in terms of the experience, the knowledge that's there, but it provides a weakness that it doesn't encourage people that haven't been brought up into the industry. And so diversity, whether it by race or ethnicity, is critically important because ultimately we are, number one, we're a creative industry and, and more voices from more different backgrounds is, is better for creativity and it's more inspiring. But also any business, any industry is stronger when you have different opinions to it. If we all think the same way, if we all behave the same way, we don't have the perspective to look at things in a new way. And so diversity is critically important for this industry. And, and we in the U.S. have been working on a program to bring in more emerging designers from the Black and um, BIPOC communities to give them a start in, in the industry. Uh, and whether that be to help them uh, present to retailers, find manufacturers, have credit to be able to buy the diamonds in the first place. It's been a really interesting program to actually understand the challenges of people from backgrounds outside the industry to get into this industry. And, and it's something that we have a, we have a passion for and, and, we, and we want to look to build upon because these voices are so important if we are going to be a stronger industry.
0: Mm. And that extends also to the uh, reaching out to a, a more diverse consumer base as well. I would imagine that's a. Uh, it seems that traditionally, the industry had a sort of a much narrower view of who it could sell diamonds to, um, whereas today it is, you know, both on ethnic lines as well as, um, you know, in terms of different communities such as the LGBT community, um, that these are growing customer bases that um, that can be tapped into and and are being tapped
1: into. Yes, I think. Diverse is important in two ways, actually, Avi, because in the way that you say, yes, we are speaking to an incredibly broad audience. There is nobody in, you know, uh, that we're not speaking to and is purchasing and is able to purchase jewellery. But actually, more importantly, and what we see from all of our digital data is that because jewellery is so unique in terms of its individuality, consumers are really interested in in jewelry and uh, design from all different cultures because people generally they don't express their individuality through fashion nearly as much as they do through jewelry we generally belong to a tribe although we all like to think we're individual we generally belong to a tribe in terms of how we dress the kind of clothing we like etc that's in there but jewelry is always that piece that is individual and unique it's always Mm. the piece that has a story to it and what we find is that the consumer, irrespective of of their background, is inspired by jewellery from different cultures, different groups, different places around the world to bring into their personality. So the diversity in our industry goes way, way beyond just the audience that we're speaking to. It's also sharing cultures with with all consumers which then inspires them to buy jewelry.
0: That's really interesting. I never, I never thought of it in those, um, in those terms that it is true that, you know, one can express their, their, their individuality um, through fashion and through clothing, um, but, it's, um, but we are more likely to conform, um, whereas with jewelry is really a personal and um, a means to express one's individuality. Um, which is uh, which is an interesting insight and and I think it's something that designers are taking on and and also that that consumers are taking on I think we're seeing it um further at a retail level, coming back to that sustainability and um social responsibility um story that retailers are are using that as a way to. To show the consumer that their diamond is has a has a unique path and has a unique story to tell, and that can be expressed in, in you know in the
1: through the buyer of the piece yeah, and this consumer's on Instagram all the time, and other in, inspirational platforms, and they're seeing different jewelry from different places and and it all leads to build their story, and as an individual, you have a story that's inspired by different things. And generally, jewellery is the one thing that that is expressed through. It's why it's so important that we communicate the right way, that we communicate with inspiring jewellery from such a diverse um, audience, because that's what's driving it. We, what we don't want is diamond jewellery to be something that is that is only bought as a need. I'm getting engaged, so I need to get a, a diamond engagement ring. That's that's not what fashion is about. Fashion is about inspiring people to to explore, to uh, investigate, to be inspired by and create their personality with. Mm.
0: Um,
1: and that's what's, and that's why uh, the new world of marketing communication is, is, is so different from maybe decades gone, gone by, but it's one that is so critical for our industry to understand. Because as I said right at the start, if we get this right, the potential of this industry is way out of what most people today are thinking about and i know i came in as the most optimistic person (laughs) and, and the person making these wild claims about the potential scale of this industry but it's but honestly um but honestly i still believe that And if anything i i know that now more than actually i know i knew it when i came into this role
0: a question that we're hearing a lot is that that we need to take advantage of the good times because the growth might not continue. We don't know what's going to happen. Travel's going to come back or whatever other competitor industry is going to have their moment. And so um, it's clear what your response to that is, that it's, it's almost a, an irrelevant question, right? It's, it's not a way to look at the, the potential within the
1: industry. You, I, will, I will never believe that fate is what we should wait around for. Uh, I can't imagine any of the other major luxury brands, whether it be in fashion or motor cars, speedboat, any other luxury brand, anything that is discretionary. I can't imagine anyone else sitting around their boardroom tables saying, well, let's wait and see what happens, because whether we're strong or weak depends on external factors. That, That for me is something that I just can't get my head around. And uh, and therefore, for me, it's about it's up to us. It's up to us as the NDC. It's up to us as an industry. Do we want to, to continue this growth? Do we want to drive this growth, uh, understand the consumer, how they're changing, uh, understand the potential, and then put in the resources to do it? Or do we all want to sit back and say, well, look, let's wait and see uh, and see what happens. And as you probably realize by now, I, I'm definitely not in that camp. Right.
0: Um, so just as a, as a final question then, um, what what is the NDC planning for 2022? What can we expect from your point of view within the organization?
1: So for next year, we will be continuing with a major advertising campaign. We'll be continuing to be a publisher uh, in the same way that have been. We'll be continuing to work with major retail partners, but we will also be launching a couple of new major projects that will build on our, on our position as a platform for the industry. So I think what what I've learned over the last two years is that the role we take at the Natural Diamond Council is to create these platforms like our website, like social media, that gets huge visibility and enables us to tell the stories of the amazing uh, innovators, the maisons, the um, the producers, the sustainability stories of our industry. And so what we're looking at that still remain under wraps at the moment is a couple of major projects that will uh, enable us to go even bigger and better as platforms to be able to tell those stories. So I hope maybe in the first quarter we'll be able to make announcements on those. Um, as always, the bigger the projects, the more partners we are. we're speaking to, the more stakeholders that are in it um the more investment it requires but um but i certainly believe that, that waiting a few more months before i can share that with you will be uh will be well worth the while
0: uh, well I, I certainly look forward to it and i'm always um always um, curious to to keep track of what uh, the ndc is doing and it's, it's certainly a, over the last two years made for a um a much sexier and um cool Industry, um, industry platform. So, so I, I, I think it's very exciting um, for our listeners. They can find the Natural Diamond Council at um, naturaldiamonds dot right? Yes, right. And on Instagram,
1: it's the same. Uh, only natural diamonds. If you look on only natural diamonds on our social media platforms, uh, you'll find that. And I would encourage people to follow us because that's the way to see everything that's happening. Everything that we're doing is if you follow us particularly on instagram um, you'll see all that work and it's a way for um
0: for people within the trade to tap into those campaigns as well so David, um thank you by the way for joining us uh, it's great It's greatly appreciated. I know that you've been a little under the weather in the last two weeks and that it's been a, a tricky time uh to 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 um uh, being the holiday season so I wish you a, a great holiday season enjoy your your time with your family and um, thanks for thanks for being on the podcast
1: thank you avi thank you to all of the team at Rappaport. you do a wonderful job and uh of spreading the news but above all else i'd just like kind of wish everyone uh you know uh, happy holidays happy end of the year every you know every happiness and, and good health in 2022 but also I, I really want to thank everyone in the industry we are uh we are a wonderful industry. We are blessed to have so many great people in it, telling so many wonderful stories. And um, and honestly, the, the the strength of our industry is what inspires us. And so it it's true to say we're only as good as as what people inspire us with. And it's it's been uh it's been an incredible path. It's it's been a challenging couple of years that that we've been through. Um, but honestly, it's the the strength of this industry and the people in it is is what makes it so successful, and uh, and we look forward to doing our part in twenty twenty two to continue this this phenomenal success that we're seeing at the moment. So so thank you.
0: Perfect. It's a great way to end the podcast. Thank you, David, for joining us, and thank you um, to everyone for listening. Have a have a great rest rest of the week. Bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast brought to you by Ignite, a full-service innovation science and technology division within the De Beers Group, spearheading step change throughout the diamond industry.